0: Hello, oh, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpoh Moutlani. I am flying solo today. Tim's having some technical difficulties, but I won't be alone for long. We're going to be talking... Uh, cricket world cup and we've got a very special guest for you uh before we continue remember the show is on spotify at full quota podcast um it's also on apple podcasts as an audio version please do subscribe to our one world sports radio channel that you're watching on right now if you're seeing my beautiful face um and yes finally please follow us on x we load the podcast there we engage with you guys all there as you know Cricket World Cup is happening. South Africa had an incredible win uh, this week against New Zealand. They set themselves up for the semifinals and they're now all in, uh, which is one tick along the way. But now we face India on Sunday and we have a guest. And what better way for us to do a Cricket World Cup preview of the Indian South Africa match with a friend of the show, a uh, really great Indian journalist Neharika Raina. I'm gonna bring her on for us to have a chat. Hi Neharika, how are you doing?
1: I'm great Mapu. I hope you are doing well at your end. I mean it's been a very good time for South African sports, the rugby world cup prize, the protest doing well in the Cricket World Cup. What else more you can ask for?
0: Well, we could ask for a Cricket World Cup trophy as well and have like another trophy tour uh because i'm recording today uh they have the trophy tour with the rugby world cup has started uh, in pretoria now they're coming down to johannesburg and going to soweto and then tomorrow they go to cape town then Dur- or durban cape town and then they finish in east london so their rugby guys are busy but the proteas have still have a job to do um, they play india in a very interesting spot um they play india obviously having only lost one game uh, currently top of the log, but India is playing against Sri Lanka currently when we're recording, and they would they should take top spot after that. However, the question then is this is probably my first question to you is this the biggest game at the World Cup?
1: Mm, considering current form, yeah, top of the two table clash between the two best sides of this World Cup, India and South Africa. I mean, for India, I would say that there was an expectation. For them to, you know, be in the top two right from mm-hmm. the word go, but it is South Africa which has come out to be a very exciting unit as well. I mean, I know before uh, before the tournament began that when you yeah. were when you were betting on England or Australia to be there in the top two, but surprisingly, and to a great joy as well, it's South Africa which is there on top two, and it, they are batting as if. They were. Like, it was like England in 2019. South Africa is doing a repeat of it in 2023. Even their bowling attack looks great. So yes, India mm. and South Africa, two of the most consistent sides and the best teams in the competition, clashing on Sunday in Kolkata makes for a very tantalising prospect.
0: Yes, it does, and uh, I think South Africans are excited. It's just interesting because both teams will have qualified for the semi-finals or have already, and so it's a question of do you try and hide all your cards or is it a question of trying to actually win this game and have the upper hand going into possibly uh playing in the final because these two teams most likely finish one and two um so there's a chance that they play again uh the, but the next time would obviously be in Ahmedabad um there's a similarity a Harika with the batting of both sides, because they're the two best sides. They have a very, both teams have a very strong top six. One team has Kohli and Rohit Sharma. The other team has guys who, um, has Quinton de Kock, David Miller, and also up and coming guys, just like yours. So you've got Shares Ayer, um, you've also got Shubnam Gill. Can you give a sense to the South African viewers about that Indian top six and how well they've been batting? Because obviously the last time we've seen an Indian team, we see them, beating Australia and it seemed like it was coming was all coming together very nicely
1: right you're right that India the Indian batting order has come together very nicely in this world cup like I was there for the India Australia game in Chennai and there was a little bit of you know uncertainty growing around I shouldn't say little (laughs) but it was huge uncertainty going around when they were reduced to two for three and everybody's faces went is it going to be a repeat of 2019 World Cup semi-final in the first game of 23 2023 World Cup? But mm. that, that uncertainty was vanquished by Virat Kohli and KL Rahul having the magnificent partnership. Yes, they had luck when Kohli was dropped on 12, but after that, it was all smooth sailing for them. And right from the time Rahul took 13 runs of Adam Zambas opening over, there was literally no looking back. And thankfully, much to the delight of the Indian fans, the juggernaut has rolled down Like against Afghanistan. Rohashamma got a very good 100 against Pakistan as well. Rohit, Virat, Shreyas, all three were the great. In Bangladesh, Virat, against Bangladesh, Virat enthralled everyone. Shubman got a nice 50. Then New Zealand, mm-hmm. supposed to be a very tough game. Virat again stood up, and all the other batters as well stood up. I mean, this was so great to see. And then in England, where, where it was a tacky, two-piece, challenging pitch. Rohit stood up when others were mm. crumbling around him. He also got some support from Surya and Rahul. So yes, India's batting order—they had people who have stepped up on multiple occasions. Like Rohit himself has stood up, Virat himself has stood up. Mm. Then sometimes Shreyas Shreyas also is currently doing the same in Sri Lanka against Sri Lanka. After Kohli and Gil, they couldn't get their hundreds. So you can just see that this batting order is having people who are in form who are in good nick, and they're able to step up on any given day to contribute for the team. And I must also mention that in the first 10 overs as well, Rohit Sharma has become a very, very different beast. Like he has been attacking, his strike rate has been way above than his career strike Mm -hmm. rate in the first 10 overs. He's taken the attack to the bowlers. Yes, there was an exception against England, where he had to, you know, go back into that mode of anchor. And then, you know applies on the bowlers mm-hmm. after he had got up his 50. So it shows you that Rohr can play in both modes, depending on what the conditions are, what the team situation is and how the pitch behaves. So and even in the New Zealand game as well you had Ravindra Jareja finishing off in style. So yes, India's batting order, they are very much on form. Every individual has made a contribution in one game or the other. So yes, India batters versus South African bowlers it is going to be a pretty nice matchup and let's see what happens at Kolkata because uh, Sunday is also Virat Kohli's birthday and I've been mm-hmm. told that there's a lot of excitement around the Virat jersey, Virat jersey sales. Yes. Uh, there are many people who have been asking that, can we get the Virat Kohli number 18 shirt, please? It's his birthday <laughs> and they know that he missed the 49 in Mumbai and they're expecting it to get the 49 in Kolkata on his birthday. So yes. India's batting has actually made people very, very, very excited. But Mopo, if you allow me, I can also talk about yeah. India's bowling as well, because that just is wait, we'll really get there. We'll, we'll
0: still get there. Um, my only thing is, I just want to ruin Virat Kohli's yeah. birthday on Sunday, and I hope Timber yeah. Bavuma does that, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so from a batting perspective, that's mm-hmm. essentially it. But your, your strength as an Indian side has always been that you've chased. Over the yes. ever since Virat Kohli's been in the side, it's, it's this Indian cricket team chases the best chasers in the world, right? Right. Is it just because of Virat Kohli, or are there other factors? And do you know why they're such a good chasing side? Uh,
1: Virat is a very huge factor in acing the chases. I would say. I mean, mm. if you see that chase against Australia and Chennai, he was he made he made eighty five, and yes. He was also supported by KL Rahul as well, who also stood up and with the 97 not out. Mm. And in Afghanistan, Rohit stepped up with a hundred. In Ahmedabad, everyone came collectively. Then in Bangladesh and New Zealand, Virat took the charge. So yes, there is a very huge factor of Virat being the leader in getting the chases right. Because the thing about Virat Kohli, which has always been, is that he is actually becoming a thinking calculator when it comes to chases. Like, okay, mm. this is the situation right now. What is the feel right now? Is there any probability of taking a single or a quick double? And then he just lost to running between the wickets while punishing any bad or any uh, hit me delivery in stride. So yes, I mean, Virat has been there. And and also, I would say that his fitness has been very top-notch. Like, we all know in India that his fitness is the benchmark for every cricketer in the country to get those Mm -hmm. singles running, to play those long knocks, Without you know getting that much exhausted, so yeah, Virat has been a huge factor. But also in this World Cup, you have seen the other guys come up as well. Like Rohit won that hundred against Afghanistan. Yes. Then yes. he unsettled the New Zealand bowlers in the first ten overs. Yes. Trent both and Matt Henry, they were a little off the mark, but Rohit is also capitalizing very well in the first ten overs, which is also been very crucial in setting the base for getting the chases right. And even in KL Rahul mm. as well, you have a person who can you know. Hang around. He can play pacers and spinners really well. And you know, he also has this good ability of soaking the pressure in and then playing as per the situation and leading the team to victory. Something which happened against Sri Lanka in the ODI of Kolkata in January this year when the Indian team was in dire straits. But then he stood up, he batted it in a starting in a test match like situation and then just got the team over the line in the end. So yes, the Virat factor is there, but then there are other individuals as well in the team who are capable of, you know, taking the team over the line in chases. And as we are talking right now, they're also doing the same when batting first against Sri Lanka.
0: That's good. That's good to see. I think India are just putting Sri Lanka to the sword uh, yes. right now. The other th- big thing from a batting perspective, obviously both teams having number sevens and number eights that they... Not necessarily reliant, but obviously South is struggling in that position. But Mark Jansen's coming into his own. And he's a really good all-rounder, seam-pacing all-rounder. The other all-rounder that won't be playing is Hardik Pandya. How much of a loss is that for India to not have Hardik Pandya in? And to a certain extent, who is his replacement? And um, will they be able to fill the gap that was uh, left by Hardik?
1: Well, when, you know, Hardik rolled over his ankle in the game against Bangladesh, I could mm. just, you know, imagine that how many fans were like, Oh my God, he's gone. Oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, because actually, you know, it was, it, it came out of huge shock. Like, my God, because I, I'll tell you truthfully one thing that India is always one Hardik Pandya injury away from, you know, having that imbalance in their playing eleven so you know if if and when hardik rolled his rolled his ankle over and then mm. he had to limp off the field and couldn't take participate in the game many fans actually feared the worst and, and that has actually happened like he hasn't played since the new zealand game at Dharamshala. he wasn't there in lucknow and as reports are to be believed he may not be even available for the south africa clash as well so yeah i mean losing hardik pandya is is a huge thing because he was the one who would be doing two roles in one he will give you the batting option, the finishing option and then with mm. the ball he would chip in either in with the new ball or either in the middle over space or in the death-over space. And yes, not to forget he is a gun feeler as well. So to accommodate in Hardik's absence, what they have done is they have got Sure Kumar Yadav in who has mm. not got a great ODI record but in the recent few months he has shown that intent. And that application to be an ODI batter, I mean, that 50 he got against Australia last month before the World Cup began, that was really good to watch. And it showed that, yes, he has been making that progress to fit into the ODI mold, and, you know, take his time instead of, you know, going from the word go. Mm -hmm. And in terms of bowling, well, they have got Mohamed Shami in and Mohamed Shami has made a very, very... Big impact in the games against New Zealand and England. Like against New Zealand, he was excellent in his five-wicket haul. He came in the line, back end after taking two uh, in after taking the wicket of Will Young, and then he got yeah. four people out in the last ten overs to complete with a fantastic 5 And it, against England at Lucknow, like he was just breathtakingly awesome. I mean, the way he set up Ben Stokes, beating him after the nagging line and length. And then eventually clean bowling with the mid backer. that was an absolute treat to watch live in the stadium. And then, you know, Shami doing Shami things, Sky doing his things. So yes, they have filled up very well for Hardik's absence. But yes, when you will see a Marco Janssen in action on Sunday in Kolkata, you will do somewhere feel like that. Oh my God, it would have been a great matchup between Janssen and Pandya. But for now, India has mm. done really well in, you know, closing and, filling the gap left by Hardwick with Sky and Shami. So, yes, fingers crossed.
0: Yes, fingers crossed. Um, on his as availability
1: for this game, because for the interview perspective, of course.
0: Okay, thank you. Just having a little bit of the Gremlins creeping in here, but that's still fine. We still have you here, Niharika. Um Let's move to the bowling, right? Um Jasper Brummer is back. Um he's and he's he's bowling really well, spearheading the team. Uh Muhammad Shami being able to nip off and getting that edge. You've also got Kuldeep Araf who's now coming into his own, taking wickets in clumps and being the middle overs wicket taker for India, right? Um and then obviously Pandya's not there, but uh Jadeja as well doing his job. And obviously today they're playing Mohammed Siraj, right? Um, will we get the same bowling attack? And to a certain extent, where where are you worried about this bowling? Because everyone's good. But is there anyone who's worrying you um, in this bowling attack going into this game on Sunday? Haraka, can you hear me? Now I can able
1: now okay. I'm able to hear you.
0: I mean can you hear me? I thought
1: that your screen had frozen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now so, it's no, loud cool. and clear. That's
0: fine. We got gremlins in, but anyway, yeah. that's fine. Um, what I was just asking about is there anyone in that Indian bowling attack that you're worried about um against the South African team? Um, because everyone's had a really great tournament, but is there is there someone that you're worried about to, to say? this is someone that the South Africans can come into and, and, and score runs against?
1: Uh, Mohamed Siraj. I mean, mm-hmm. before the World Cup, he has, he was really good. Like Siraj was one of the main reasons why India started to become a better bowling unit in the first 10 overs. I mean, before Siraj came into the picture, Indian team used to struggle in taking those wickets in the first 10 overs. But since then, he has been the leading wicket taker on that front. He has stopped the bowling charts. You know, with his wobble team delivery and made a you <clears> know, great niche for himself. And that niche, it got a big upgrade when he took that six for against Sri Lanka in the Asia Cup finale. But this <clears> time <throat> around in the World Cup, you know, Sinat hasn't been really at his effective best. I mean, sometimes I feel that in, the, in search of that swing, which, you know, hasn't been largely present, he has yeah. uh, mm-hmm. leaking runs, you know. Even, even the wobble also hasn't been working much. Yes, he did get some scalps while back of the lent deliveries. But yeah, Siraj is a little, you know, a little worrying factor for the Indian team because Shami is doing well, Bumrah is doing well, jareja is doing well, Kuldeep is doing well. And you would really like from an Indian perspective for Siraj to, you know, enter the, enter the party of having an impactful bowling performance. Yes, he has taken because here and there, but he has also been on the expensive side as far as the economy rate is concerned. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, South African bowlers can potentially look at, you know, taking those runs against Siraj. I mean, I mean, Siraj wasn't that much effective in Lucknow also against England before Rohit made that bowling change and got in, And then the script changed altogether. And uh, there was also one thing I would say that When against New Zealand, uh, Kuldeep was kept under pressure early on by Darren Mitchell and Rajan Ravindra when Mm. they used their feet well. They got those big towering sixes, but Kuldeep also bounced back. Like, if this was the Kuldeep of old, you know, they would have a little apprehension about, hey, whether he'll come back or not. But there at that point of time, he came back in the last five overs, took two for 25, and, you know, Got into got into making that impact in the last ten overs. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Kohli is sorted in that front, but yeah, Siraj is one of about whom Indian Indian fans will be really worrying about. But yes, South Africa will also be seeing their metrics that hey, we can get over, we can get runs against him. Mm. He has been leaking runs, but you never know what happens with the cricket. So yeah, Siraj is the one who's worrying a little bit. From an indian
0: perspective <laughs> look uh, i'm excited to see the whole cool deep versus the south african middle over uh, yes. middle middle order in the in the middle overs of the game because he's been yes. the best bowler in the middle overs in this tournament, and south africa have been able to be the best team to navigate mm-hmm. the middle over so that's going to be something but um just give us a sense of the conditions in calcutta mm-hmm. um at eden gardens uh, i don't think there's been a f- many games being played there um, but obviously, I know it will be a packed stadium that we know. It's a larger ground than uh, the one Kere. Um, what 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 else do you need to worry about from a pitch perspective um, that you've seen over the past couple of months, actually?
1: Okay, so for the for the Eden Gardens pitch, what there have been two games, right? The Bangladesh mm-hmm. Netherlands game, and there was the Pakistan Bangladesh game as well earlier this week. So. There was sufficient turn and bounce for the spinners. Like the pitch mm-hmm. is such that it will bring spinners into the play. For the for the Pakistan Bangladesh pitch, I do know that the pitch was, you know, dry, didn't have any moisture. And mm-hmm. the Bangladesh Nathan game was also played on a on a different pitch where it was aiding the spinners. And yes, yeah. in both games the batters were challenged. Though in the second innings, Pakistan they had their Fakha uh, Zaman doing good, they had Abdullah Shaq doing good. So yes, they were able mm-hmm. to Negate the Bangladesh spinners, but yeah, from from these two games, you you do see that Eden Gardens does have some bits for the spinners, but uh, generally it has been a good pitch for the fast bowlers as well. Like, it does give something to the bowlers as well, making uh, the batter's challenge as well. But at the same time, the batters, they also have to be on top of their game to, you know, negate whatever questions are being thrown into them by the bowlers, whether it be the spinners or the pacers. And uh, I had read somewhere that the Ida curator had said about creating sporting pitches for this World Cup. And so far, we have seen that, but mm. it has been a little bit in favour of the spinners. So, I don't know if they are going to play on the side pitches, because generally they play in their games with the centre wicket, and no one knows how that centre wicket will go into play, and if it is picked one. So, how will it behave? It's a little bit of a mystery, I would say. But yeah, like we can't just see from the first two games that, okay, this favoured spinners the netherlands spinners they got the better of bangladesh batters that day and pakistan batters they got the better of bangladesh bowlers in batting seconds so yeah it's a little bit of a mystery but i do expect some help for the spinners as well as for the pacers from pitch
0: so it's a bit of a mystery but it most likely will be a trial by spin for the south africans um uh, to to go through one last question here naharika before we close off who are you worried about in the south african team Coming up against this Indian side,
1: Uh maybe the performance against the spinners because uh, we we do know that South Africa has been doing really well in this World Cup. They have decimated the spin bowling mm-hmm. lineups in the middle overs. I mean, against Sri Lanka at Delhi, which is my home city, mm. that four hundred plus innings mean, it was just <laughs> absolutely to watch. And even even in the game against New Zealand, satna was economical, but. They mm. cashed on against the other bowlers. I mean, the big challenge which I am seeing for South Africa is from the Indian bowlers. To be mm. to be very fair with you, because Indian bowlers they are really on on top of their game. They have been able to defend 230 against England on a tough pitch, especially yes. when there was due around. So and and the thing is that you you cannot just underestimate the Indian bowling lineup now. Yeah, like like focus everything on the batting and then let go of the bowling. No. That's not a chance. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just really intrigued to see what happens when South African batters are facing the Indian bowlers. Will South Africa, will they be able to go hammer and tongs like they have been doing in this tournament so far? And, yes, what happens when they are put in the chase against the Indian bowlers? That is also a very interesting thing to see because, against Netherlands, you and I know really well what it happened in Dharamshala. I don't mm. need to remind you of that. Yeah, no, so, we yeah. know
0: that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to remember it's that. It's a very
1: interesting battle between the South African batters and the Indian bowlers. Like I'm just worried about how they will fare against the Indian bowlers, especially when facing Kuldeep Yadav because you remember the India South Africa one day in Delhi, albeit dramatically different conditions. Kuldeep took a four-four in that game, which was also the first ODI game I covered. So yeah, like how they face up against the Chinaman bowlers, because I do know they have Tabbeh Shamsi, and they must have played him really well, because he's the guy who's closest to facing Kuldi. So We're worried
0: about Shamsi. Miller, uh, he's the one I'm worried Klassen, about. Um,
1: Miller, Classen, Makram versus Kuldeep. That's yeah. that I'm really worried about.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm worried about Shamsi a lot. Uh, I think he should play, yeah. but he doesn't play well against uh, India. Um, but yeah, yeah. look, uh, Naharika, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us. Um, the great thing about Sunday is two power pack teams coming up against each other in this World Cup, and I think it's going to be a treat. I hope it's like a 350, South Africa bats first, 350 runs, and then we let India see if they can chase it. And we test this whole theory about Virat's birthday and his ability to chase. Um, But yeah, I just want to say thank you very much for joining us, Naharika. And yeah, we'll be chatting soon if we make it to the final, or when we make it to the final against you, we'll call you, and we'll have a much longer podcast just to go through everything. But outside of that, thank you very much for joining us, and goodbye.
1: Thank you very much for bringing me on the show. It's been it's been fun talking about the Indian mm. perspective for your viewers and for all the viewers in South Africa. I mean, trust yeah. me, inter South Africa, we not many really had thought of it being a big marquee clash, but yes, the form says that it's now a marquee clash. So yeah, pretty much excited for what happens on the Super Sunday.
0: Yes, super Sunday indeed. Thank you very much, Naharika. Thank you. Cheers, bye. Thank you. There you have it, Naharika Reina, giving you everything you need to know about the game on Sunday. And yeah, just all the best to the Pro Tears. You heard it all here. There's going to be lots of battles. It's going to be an incredible game. And the semifinals are secured. This is a free hit. If you can beat them and then take them on in the final again, we put yourself in great stead. Outside of that, from myself and Paul Pomuklwani, Goodbye and le sale kakajizo.